Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Origin Gates' daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo, and my name is Parker Thomaston. As always, I'm so delighted and honored to have this opportunity to share my heart with you. And today I want to talk to you about the light that you are. Uh, from the time that I was a, a young boy, I mean, little kid, really, <laughs> uh, I've always been, had always, not am anymore, but I had always been afraid of the dark. And so um, the light I was always drawn to, like uh, whenever I went to sleep, I had a night light. It was probably like a Ninja Turtle or something that we plugged in the wall. And, and just in case that bulb went out, uh, my mom and dad would leave on the bathroom light so I could see that light come in. And, and what it did is, I know for a lot of people, it may keep you up at night. Um, what it did for me during that time was it, it allowed me to settle myself and find peace and rest. And, and what I was reminded of, I've been, been studying on some scientific research and some scriptural research uh, over the past few weeks about light, but I was reminded of the peace and the rest that you and I establish whenever we allow our light to so shine before men the way that we were instructed to do. So today, I hope, is an encouragement to you um, that you would be reminded of the glorious light being that you are, that Yahweh has intended for you to be. And, and I believe that Yahweh has already given us the permission that we need to function in the fullness of who we were intended to be. It's easy to get lost in the mix sometimes because we start considering other things and, and, and easier uh, decisions to make that would not require as much of us. But man, I'm telling you that, that there is a treasure um, that is prepared for us to possess for those who are all in who completely commit our lives to establishing the kingdom of Yahweh on earth as it is in heaven. So as you and I allow ourselves, we receive that permission and we give ourselves permission, we believe in it, um, to release the light within us, then the world around us begins to be transformed. Please remember, uh, I remember years ago, the first time I heard this phrase, and you're probably very familiar with it, I'm not trying to, to take credit for it here, but the world within you transforms the world around you. Unfortunately, there are many people who have just accepted that the world around them transforms the world within. And so, they become, uh, I don't know, they become, you know, discouraged. They become, uh, you know, compromising uh, in the fact of, of who they are in relation to who they were created to be. It's almost like they, they kind of backpedal a little bit. And there's something funny about that that I want to share with you. And, and that is in this definition of light and vision. Whenever I don't understand the definition of a word, the first thing I generally do is go to the dictionary. And I use Merriam-Webster probably 99% of the time. It's easy to access uh, in the gospel of Google online. Um, but, but I looked up the definition of what is light. And it was defined as something that just simply makes vision possible. And, and I begin to ask myself, why is this important? And, and I want to say that if you're wired similar to the way that I'm wired, it is, it is not only a necessity, um, it's, it's just, I mean, it's the way it is. Like it is, 
It is part of who I am um, to be able to make vision possible. Um, Proverbs 29 says where there is no vision or where there is a lack of vision, the people perish. And, And what I find fascinating to me is that I used to think that perish meant that they would die. And, and spiritually, you may see um, some of the the effects of that. It may look like death. It may be that that there is no joy, that there is no life. But but what it really means simply is to revert back to something. It's it's a Hebrew word called para. I hope I uh, pronounced that correctly. But it's made up of pe, resh, and ayin, and it means to revert back, to go back to an old way of thinking an old way of doing. And I'm telling you that if you and I are progressing the way that we're intended to move forward and advance in in the, the growth of who we are as mature sons and daughters of Yahweh, there's nothing that I want to go back to. I carry the good things with me and I just continue to move forward and, and shake off the stuff that doesn't belong along the way, but I want to keep moving forward. That is a big deal. So another definition, and this gets a little crazy, okay? Uh, So I hope that you'll hang in here with me. Uh, For many of you, this is probably going to be the bread um, of what I provide, or the meat, actually. (laughs) Uh, I love a good steak. So another definition is is this, and this is more from a scientific approach, but I want to share some things with you. It's electromagnetic radiation of any wavelength that travels in a vacuum with a speed of nearly 300 million meters or 186,000 miles per second. This is also known as the speed of light. Now, at this speed, an object could actually travel around our planet um, at a rate of seven times per second. Now, the definition is this one is really what opened up a can of worms for me. So what does electromagnetic radiation have to do with light? I don't want to turn this into a science class, but I do want to share a few things with you um, that may just spark an interest or, or kind of get the wheels turning for you to dig into for yourself. Now, once James Clerk Maxwell introduced the concept of electromagnetic waves, everything started clicking into place. Scientists at this point could develop like a a working light model um, using like terms and concepts as, as wavelengths and frequencies based on the structure and the function of waves. Um, it's also important to recognize that depending on how light is actually observed, it can either function as a wave or a particle. The size of a wave is measured as a wavelength. So, so this is the dif- the distance uh, really between two two successive waves from either the the peak to the peak or the trough to the trough. So the high point of the wave or the low point from one to the other. That's how the wavelength is measured. But it wasn't until a man named William Heinrich Hertz discovered radio waves in 1887 that added additional electromagnetic radiation even further outside the visible spectrum that was proven to exist. So light up to this point was measured in frequencies, um, which the number of waves came through, but now we also have sound that could be measured in frequencies as well. 
hence the name William Heinrich Hertz. We call it a Hertz, which is that one measurement from one to the other um, of, of how, how many waves pass a point in that space during the time interval, which is generally measured in seconds. Um, the amount of energy in a light wave is proportionally related to its frequency. Low frequency light has lower wavelengths and lower energy, while high frequency light has shorter wavelengths and higher energy because it's moving faster. Now, now light itself is fascinating to me. Like when you think of all of these rays being absorbed by objects and reflected toward objects, it, it starts to make sense why why one of our family traditions, which is we've continued on since we were kids, is around you know December we would ride around and look at all the lights that people would decorate their houses with. Um, we we load up our family and we we drive around and and the bigger miracle is that everyone is that's in the vehicle is equally as excited or more as I am now now my holiday tradition um, is that we put up these pretty little icicle lights around the front porch um, however our our neighbors uh, generally turn this thing into a competition and I'm sure they don't intend to do that uh, but if you're as competitive as I am it really becomes a <laughs> a contest to see who can put on the bigger light show so I'm not going to get into that um, but there is something about light that I am still drawn to. It's, it's just fascinating to be able to see. So there is one verse um, found in the book of Mark uh, that has really gotten me fired up, and it, it has to do with light. Um, it's in Mark chapter 9, verse 3, and it talks about the raiment becomes shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. Now, now this is talking about Yeshua. And, and first, his clothing became illuminated. Now, now it was known that your clothing helped shape your identity. We have seen many times in Scripture that garments were described. In this case, we see that Yeshua's clothing was illuminated because he was illuminated. Like, it wasn't the, the clothing that he had that had this magic frequency to it. It was something that he possessed that actually transformed the way that he was identified. Identified. It transformed the way that people saw him. And second, I'd like to look at how they were exceeding as white as snow. Like in Psalm 51, we see a cry of David's heart unto Yahweh to be made whiter than snow. In Isaiah 1, we see the vision of Isaiah and, and Yahweh asking to reason together that their sins be cleansed and made whiter than snow. Now, what is amazing to me is that before Yeshua became the ultimate sacrifice, he was already exceeding white as snow. In essence, he had already observed Yahweh's heart and became what he saw. And when you and I allow ourselves to walk excuse me, in the fullness of Yahweh's glory, we exceed all other visible, measurable dimensions. There, there is nothing that is comparable to who we are. We simply exceed what already exists. Now, now, lastly, the fuller. What in the world is a fuller? I had no idea. But during this time, a fuller was able to clean garments and restore them, but the credit could not even be given to the professional. When Yahweh restores us, to our original intention, our original intent, we will become greater than anything that has ever been seen. 
So there's another part that I that I want to jump into here found in Matthew chapter 5, uh, verses 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. You are the light. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Yahweh will often release a word before we ever see the evidence of that word. He will then give us time to saturate and begin our transformation process. Blessed are those who believe, although they do not see, right? It's, it's the fact that, that we simply trust Him, we trust His Word, before we ever see the evidence of, of that Word. Now, I've noticed in my life that He'll also allow me to witness a demonstration that encourages me to, to grow my confidence in Him. To me, this passage represents the release of a Word. Before any evidence was ever given, a mystery was released, a declaration was made. And what does it mean to let your light so shine before men? Imagine this, every answer is awaiting a revealing. Yes, every answer. The answer to every individual. The answer to every sickness. The answer to every problem. Waiting in a place of mystery with a desire to be revealed. Now, it awaits the desire for you and I to show up and and, and, and reveal this. What is it? Proverbs 25, 2 says, It is the glory of Yahweh to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of kings to search it out. I hope my reference there is correct. But Yahweh glorifies himself in the mystery. Did you hear what I just said? Yahweh glorifies himself in the mystery. However, you and I are glorified in the revealing of these mysteries. That is why he gives us an invitation to come and search out the depths of who he is. He gives us an invitation into the unknown that is desiring to be made known. Man, I I truly believe this with all my heart that this is a position, this is a place that you and I are able to go in. And, And it's not that when it's lit up that it gets covered up, but it gets put on display. It gets put on display like it's not that people can can marvel in 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 what we know or what we've learned or what we've seen it is simply that Yahweh is glorified through the revealing of this mystery but the answer to everything that is still yet to be made known is waiting in a place of mystery with that desire to be revealed so family please be encouraged about the light that you are today please be encouraged about the glory that you possess and the glory that Yahweh desires to be revealed through you and you and I. There are, are places of mystery that you and I are invited to that we have not yet gone into. We have not yet accessed. And 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 what am I waiting on? You know? What am I waiting for to, to be able to, to go into that place? But I, I want to encourage you to engage with the fullness of who Yahweh has created for you to be. Let's not become complacent with just because things are good now, we can stop and settle. Um, there is so much more and, and so much more treasure uh, that you and I are designed to possess. So family, thank you so much for your time today. It's always an honor. We love you so much and look forward to the next time we can be together.